Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Horror Apocalypse. Uh, today we're going to bring you uh, some great movie reviews, some great discussion, and a brand new co-host. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Chris. Yeah, everybody, I'm Chris. Okay, a little more than that. <laughs> a little more than that, okay. Um, I'm Chris, I've known... Uh... Michael for about 20 something years at this point. Um, I like movies. I like uh, long walks on the beach. I'm a Capricorn and uh, currently single. <laughs> now I know why you wanted to come on here and do this. <laughs> so tell us, Chris, what uh, what type of movies do you like? What's your favorite movies? Uh, why do you want to be on a horror podcast? Okay, well, we can go way, way back uh, to, uh, I guess I was uh, seven years old, um, to the first horror movie I ever saw, um, which is a, an actually very, very terrifying movie. I'm sure a lot of people actually remember it. Uh, it's called E.T., The Extraterrestrial. And <laughs> uh, I will tell you, there's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Uh, those fingers and... Uh, Let's just, it's the fingers, really. Um, so we go back to that, um, where my interest was peaked. Uh, we'll put it that way as far as horror is concerned. Then we'll jump, I don't know, maybe uh, 10, 12 years later. Um, I'm with you. And uh, uh, you decide one night we're going to watch uh, a movie that turned out to be the pivotal, ah, pivotal, there we go. Uh, movie that actually got me interested in horror um, uh, pretty much all the time, which was Hellraiser. And uh, Hellraiser has been, uh, I want to say, my favorite movie uh, as far as horror is concerned uh, of all time. Um, all because of that. All because of the, the one time you sat down and you said, we're going to watch this. And I said, what's that? And you said, you're going to find out. And <laughs> then it went from there. Um, but as far as movies are concerned, I mean, horror I like. Um, I'm a big comedy fan. I'm a big sci-fi fan. Um watch a lot of uh, Cartoon Network at night, uh, a lot of the Adult Swim stuff. Um, so satire, uh, sarcastic comedy, quick-witted comedy, that, that type of stuff. Um, but uh, horror is is uh, definitely up there. And wanting to do it, um, how could I say no to uh, doing something like this with uh, somebody I've known for so long and, and is very dear to my heart and uh, uh, is probably uh, my best friend in the whole planet, aside from... Everybody else who I call my best friend on the whole planet. So for right now, it's you. So <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I have documented proof of you saying that now. Uh, well, these things can be edited in post, <clears throat> which we're probably going to have to do uh, for some things. Just to let the audience know, we are what would you say about sixteen hundred miles apart? Uh, roughly, yeah, roughly. I'm uh, I'm in uh, Massachusetts, and you're down cooking yourself in Florida. So. Yeah, exactly. So I know you mentioned that you're a big fan of uh, comedy, and there's a, a huge similarity, actually, between horror and comedy. Um, what's the number one rule, uh, besides to be funny, but what's the number one rule in comedy? To be funny? <laughs> As a besides that, uh, the number one rule is always timing. You know, you got to have timing. the right timing, timing if it's going to be funny. Right? Correct. Yep. Timing yeah. is everything. And horror's got the same thing. You can't just uh, throw a ghost in there. You can't just have uh, the killer suddenly appear from behind a tree. There has to be a timing set up for that. And uh, sorry, I'm trying to limit my echo. But yeah, the, the, there has to be timing with that. So there, there is a similarity between horror and comedy. Now, what's your favorite horror comedy? favorite horror comedy uh uh actually you can chuck this up to a couple um uh movie just skipped me army of darkness uh is up there as, as one of my favorite horror comedies 
a good chunk of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies um, ended up being very, very, very funny. Um, and then uh, Cabin in the Woods, um, which uh, when I went to go see, I did not expect uh, to to uh, get what uh, what we got. But Joss Whedon, uh, being one of my favorites, um, did not fail to deliver on that. And it was that movie was turned out to be very, very, very funny. I wasn't expecting that at all when we went to go see it. Well, I, I have a soft spot for meta horror, meta horror, you know, horror that doesn't take itself seriously, yep. but still uses a lot of those horror elements. And I think Cabin in the Woods is a prime example of that. I love it. Well, Chris, we've got a segment on here called uh, Your Horror Side Quest. And it's basically we talk about um, what you've done in the last week to kind of help get you prepared. For me, my horror side quest was I got to uh, record a five minute review episode uh, for the podcast. It was all about Cherry Falls, which uh, stars Brittany Murphy. And uh, spoiler, that was not a good review. I hate that movie. Uh, Did that have anything to do with Brittany Murphy or was it just not very good? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I liked Brittany Murphy in is King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Uh, I was going to say, just close your eyes and just imagine you were watching a a very bad King of the Hill episode. (laughs) I've also, which you know, you've been part of this with me before. Uh, I've gone on a buying spree with movies. Uh, I'm Mm. starting to build up my uh, Blu-ray collection again. I bought a ton. Uh, Just recently, a very popular bookstore uh, had a sale, 50% off all their Criterion. So I was able to get the Criterion Collection for Videodrome, uh, Salo, which is probably one of the most disturbing movies ever made. Um, and really, if you because the two that, of us sat and watched Demon that one that one time, and I think we watched the sequel to Demon. Those were kind Demons. of uh, yeah, Demons. Yeah, uh, those were those were up there. <laughs> well, uh, if you get a chance, and uh, just a reminder, this podcast is definitely not safe for work so uh go ahead and turn it off now if you're at work or there's small children or if you're easily frightened by words okay fuck no (laughs) if you want to get a taste for salo um head over to youtube and search two particular scenes uh, the first one is the satanic Nazi ritual scene. <laughs> this also movie sounds fantastic up, already. Also look up uh, Salo and shit-eating dinner party. <laughs> um, I'm going to do that right after we're done. Fantastic. I will uh, look forward to text from you. Is that uh, shit Eating dinner is that dinner with two ends or one end? Just well, one would be diner. Right, 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 right. Shit eating <laughs> dinner party. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. What about you? What is your horror side quest for the past week? Um, I went to work. Uh, that is pretty horrific in itself. Um, so I lived for um the entire week, and it was frightening. It was very, very frightening. I know people can't see it, but believe me. It does nothing. It, it, it's right up there with E.T. Um, it does nothing but scare the hell out of you every day. Um, no, as, as far as horror is concerned, I mean, um, and we're going to get to this uh, uh, when we get to the review portion of what it is we're doing, but uh, watched a couple um, of uh, the movies uh, we were going to be talking about. Um, I haven't really watched too much too much else. I've uh, been, been kind of a busy week. So uh, that, that's, uh, I hate to disappoint, but that's pretty much all I was able to do this week. So, well, that's perfectly fine. Um, my previous co host, Ian, um, that was pretty much always his horror side quest was just watching these movies and getting ready. Um, so, so that's good. Um, let's see. Uh, as I mentioned before, and some of our listeners know, I like to um, basically start with a quote that's geared towards the subject matter that we're discussing. So, for example, um, today we're talking about uh, two particular movies that deal with friendship and social media. And our quote actually came from Aesop's Fables, uh, in that it is, Betray your friends, and you'll often find that you have ruined yourself. And that, I thought, 
tied very well to these movies because of the subject matter. And kind of apropos that on the first episode that we're doing together is about friendship because we've been friends for so long. So with that being said, the movies that we are discussing is Friend Request and Unfriended. So which one would you like to discuss first? <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, let, let's uh, go ahead in the order in, in, in which I actually watched them. I don't know if you watched them in this order, but um, Unfriended would be the uh, the first one um, I, I uh, would, would be good to discuss. Um, Fantastic. This one was actually my favorite. Oddly enough, uh, after we, we had discussed a little bit, it ended mm-hmm. up being mine too. Uh, nice. It did. Um, probably not. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be for the same reasons. I guess we'll, we'll find out. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a little backstory on Unfriended. It came out in 2014. It is currently sitting at a 56 out of 10 on IMDb, a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 59% Metacritic, and a surprising 74% for Google users. Now, this movie, uh, do you want to go ahead and cover the plot a little bit? Yeah, basically, um, I don't want to give away any spoilers. Are we giving out spoilers? Are this spoiler free? No, this is is spoiler heaven. Spoiler heaven. Okay. Um, so we're watching this movie from the viewpoint of uh, people watching Skype on their monitor. Um, at first, uh, I have to say that kind of kind of bugged me. I, I almost didn't get through it because it was it was bothering me. But uh, as it goes on, it's actually um, not a bad concept. Uh, it really uh, is not. So you're you're basically watching what they're seeing. Um, somebody coming on to their to their Skype uh, call, who's not supposed to be there, won't go away, and then you find out that uh, it is in fact um, the ghost of a person that they wronged uh, and ended up taking their own life. Um, Laura and Laura Barnes, correct, Laura Barnes. So um, essentially, uh, they all get what they deserve uh, in the end, but. Um, uh, without uh, really, really getting into, I don't know. I guess we, as we talk about it, we can we can do some more spoiling of it. But uh, plot being plot being, uh, don't wrong your don't wrong your friends. If they kill themselves, they're going to come back and get you through your computer. Is pretty much uh, the moral of the story for for that uh, for that particular movie. But it was it was actually um, like I said when it when it starts out, it starts out uh, with a Skype screen, um, two characters, um, the one main character who. Uh, I guess we can get to what her point is uh, uh, towards the end of it, but um, young love, we'll call it. Uh, they're trying to uh, they're trying to portray uh, until their friends jump in. Uh, apparently, you can just do that on Skype. Uh, I don't use Skype enough to know that you can apparently just jump in the people's uh, jump in the people's phone calls. Um, but uh, that's when you discover that there's something there that's not supposed to be there, and starts piecing everything together. Um, as this uh, thing starts making people um, do horrible things to, uh, to themselves, um, as far as uh, taking taking their lives uh, as it uh, as it goes on, so uh, ultimately um, there was a lot going on on the screen. Um, at one point in time, you have five separate screens plus another screen with the ghost typing um, and people screaming and yelling and, and yelling at each other, and you really don't know what's happening. Uh, you're not sure which little screen to look at, so you almost want to watch this movie five times uh, just so you can pay attention to to everything that's going on. Um, but ultimately, it uh, uh, pans out uh, the way that they did it, um, and uh, probably the better of the two, probably definitely the better of the two, I would think. I, I tend to agree. That's actually what I really enjoyed about this movie was the fact that it was done in that perspective. It, it was kind of fresh. I mean, we see... Yeah. When we watch a movie, we tend to stand on the outside looking in anyway, but we never really feel like we're part of it. This made me feel like I was part of what was happening on the screen, but more through a voyeuristic kind of way. Like I was the one that was hacking into their feed, and I was the one watching what was happening. So I really enjoyed that level of immersion. Um, yeah, this 
This one is all about Laura Barnes. Um, this video circulated, and we never really see what was so bad about this video until much later into the movie. And we find out that Laura Barnes has, they, they've gone to this party, she's drunk herself into a stupor, and she shit herself. Big deal. We, we been done there. That no, never been there. <laughs> um, but she shit herself. Uh, there's the video circulated all online, and we keep hearing about this person telling her, oh my God, this is so embarrassing, you should kill yourself. And she did. And the video actually, or the movie starts with somebody going online and actually searching for that video and pulling up the video of Laura uh, shooting herself. Yep. And it was in the middle of a basketball court at school, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was a basketball court, yeah. 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 But so, it, it was, uh, the, it, when, when you see the news article, it does say it was uh, at, at the school uh, where, where yeah. it took place. So we, we get to kind of see all her friends. Um, I want to say it's a few months after. I mean, it's still kind of fresh, but not far enough ahead that they just don't care anymore. I, um, I think it was a year. A year? I think it was a year, yeah, because they said, uh, 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 oh, Lord, I already forgot the main girl's name. Uh, and her boyfriend were discussing with the fact it was a year anniversary um, that night of Laura Barnes killing herself. Yeah, that was uh, Blair and mm. Blair, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. She like to keep on calling him Mitchy. Yeah, <laughs> little Mitchy. The the only thing that I think hurt this movie is it's only four years old, but the technology feels like early two thousands. Um, there's a lot of buffering. There's a lot of pixelization that happens. And we just don't get that in the last few years. Um, so I don't, I don't know. That's the only thing that I think kind of detracted from it for me. I will actually defend that um, just just for uh, uh, the sake of, I think it was the ghost that was that was supposedly doing that. That's that's what the buffering was. Um, that That's what I took away from it anyway, was the fact of, you know, yeah, it, it is only four years old and, and the technology was still up there where everything would, would appear to be good and everything. Uh, I mean, if, if you and I were Skyping right now, we definitely wouldn't have that problem. But um, uh, I think they were trying to initiate that the ghost was screwing with everything. Um, because if you watch some of it, there's see, certain scenes where like a guy is screaming and his face stays in one spot and kind of kaleidoscopes to another spot. And his face is moving in that new spot while his other face is kind of stuck. Um, to me, I, I, I was taking it as, you know, the ghost was, was completely in the feed and messing with it. Um, okay. that's, that's how I took it. That's something we see in the other movie as well with the mm -hmm. manipulation of the code. So that is, it's a good takeaway. I never thought of that. Yep. Um, so the movie progresses. We see, um, it's mostly from Blair's point of view. Uh, her computer screen and the communication between her and Mitch, her boyfriend. And um, we're slowly seeing people start to off themselves. Uh, the first one, Val, is very subtle. You don't even really realize that she's kind of done herself in. Um, I took, I don't think they really said it, but I kind of took away that she had drank some bleach. Because uh, I think yeah. there's bleach in the camera. Um, what I oh my favorite part of that is uh, you can see her screen and it looks like it's frozen and um, somebody is calling her I forget who's calling her Jess or somebody is is calling her and her phone starts to vibrate like across the table into the frame and that's the only thing that kind of shows that it's a live picture still so I thought yeah, that, that, that was really she's cool. Yeah, that she's there actually just blankly staring because she's been possessed or, or whichever yeah. whichever the point is uh, for, for that. She uh, yeah, that, that was that was kind of neat. It, I, I thought they were going to keep on going with that uh, kind of like, a, oh, this next guy's going to get it next. You can tell because he's just staring, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, they, it looks like they only did it. I think I think they did it one more time. Um, no, no, they didn't. She was the only one that was stared. Yeah. Yeah, she was the only one. The. Uh... The next casualty, uh, I don't know. It was good, but it was kind of 
it wasn't original. We we've all seen the hand in the blender. Right? Yeah, but the way they did that, I actually uh, I'm gonna give them a little bit of credit because it was going in and out, in and out, in and out. Like mm-hmm. you didn't see what was happening, and then suddenly he's his hands in the blender. That's uh, I'm dry. I'm sorry. You're gonna hear some clicking because I'm actually pulling up uh, the cast um, of this because I already forgot their names. I'm horrible with names. <laughs> Well, I've got other names okay, so here we go. So, you know, I prep for this. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so uh, Jacob Waisaki um, plays a character Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the he's the uh, the guy who gets his hand in the uh, in, in the blender. Um, when you first realize that the ghost is watching them, uh, it kind of flips where. The ghost is threatening them not to not to turn off. Uh, don't turn off the cameras. Don't hang up the call. Don't you know someone will die if if you do that. Um, he's the techie guy in this. Sends everybody an antivirus software to run. Seems to work for a minute, and then the ghost turns on him. And you find mm-hmm. that the ghost is looking at him from the back of his room, which was interesting, being the fact that this camera, like where where is he look like where this camera come from. Um, you know, that, that they're able to see. Um, I think that's supposed to just be from the ghost's perspective, I'm guessing. Um, but when he finds it, he also does the starey thing into this blank space. And uh, then his camera goes out, and the next thing you see is he's blending his hand. And then he cuts out again, and he's blending his uh, something else. And it cuts out again, and he's dead. It was his throat. It was his throat? Okay. Yeah. All right. Which I thought was the inventive part of that, because we, we see the hand in the blender in a lot of movies but then the i think the blender shatters and then it just like he impales his throat on it it's fantastic ah, you, yep you're right you're right i'm sorry you're absolutely right now another uh the next kill scene i thought was actually really cool where the ghost is starting to play a game where a couple of them the they're the, printers. I, I have never you've never the, i have never game the I have never game. Yeah, that was that was clever. That was actually very clever. I did like making that. making everybody turn on themselves. Yes, that was that was great. That was actually really really great. I, I don't even remember half the never I never have I ever's, but I felt uh, kind of bad because I'm sitting here watching this. They don't know I'm watching, and I'm watching these friends kind of turn on each other. So I, I did kind of enjoy that. But um, no, when when the printers printed out the papers for each of them. Oh, yeah. And they couldn't show um, what was written on them. And then somebody, Blair, finally, I think, convinces one to show. Or she shows hers or something. Yeah, she shows hers because she's basically threatened um, that she doesn't, Adam does not, uh, the Adam character, excuse me, doesn't want to show because his, uh, if he shows it, Blair's going to die. If Blair shows it, Adam's going to die. Um, yeah. That's that's the uh, 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 what the ghost does to the two of them. And just seeing the type of person, because of all the argument going back and forth, uh, we, I, I guess we could backtrack a little bit. The, the I have never game, or uh, I have I never game, uh, the never ghost is pitting ever. everybody. Never have I ever, thank you. The ghost is pitting everybody against each other with dirty secrets about themselves. So you find out that... Um, even though Blair is in a relationship with Mitch, uh, Blair has uh, already slept and lost her virginity to uh, Adam, who's Mitch's best friend. Um, so the ghost tricks them into that secret coming out. So with Mitch going uh, crazy and being threatened to be the next next in line, Blair still feels the need that she has to save his life, shows the paper, and instantly Adam kills himself. Yeah. Shoots himself, actually. Shoots himself. Which, which is the only only thing out of all of it that I, I knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, at some point, because he kept flashing that gun through through the entire thing. He's getting more drunk and more drunk, flashing the gun. You knew at some point in time that's how he was going. Yeah, you know, he was he was going to be by his own hand and that gun. Yeah, we we kind of saw all that coming. Now the the next one I think was the best the best kill scene uh, through all of it. Um, that was Jess, which I think was like the hot blonde, if I remember correctly. Uh, looking at her on Google, uh, redhead. Redhead. I don't remember her being red in the uh, in the movie. But anyway, she's the one that hides in the bathroom, and uh, 
takes the curling iron. Wand, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> she takes the right. curling iron like a champ. Uh, right oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it makes a meme out of her. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. The fact that it made a meme. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very good. And the, fa- and the fact that it was plugged in and it's sticking out of her throat um, and smoking. Uh, at the same time, and and now now even though I just watched it, I'm I'm dying to remember what the meme was. It was actually really really funny. Um, just that that whole little little thing it was uh, like, like the internet's tormenting you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, once she was off, it brought us down to the final two people, and yep. it was the same two that we started with in the beginning, uh, Blair and Mitch. This I. Don't want to spoil too much, but one of them does. One of them lives. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think they both die. I per- personally. You think that other person at the end, the was it Laura? I, I, I do. I do. But <clears throat> being the fact that this movie has a sequel. Um, oh, God. No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Wait, no, does it? Was it this one or the other one that had the sequel? No, it's this one. Is this one? Okay, so. Yeah. Um, was it uh, which came out this year? Unfriended to yeah. the dark web. Yep, which comes out uh, came out this year. Uh, I want to say direct a video. She, oh, I don't know. They, I'm relatively sure they 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 both bought it, and this may be a new a new uh, chapter. Yeah, um, this, in this. One, it looks like it's the the same plot, but it's all different people. But it, it it's all different people. Yeah, it doesn't deal with Laura. I think it's somebody else that's died in this one. Her name is Lorin. Just close enough. No, I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing. Well, um, the unfriended dark web actually does not come out until July 20th. So we've got a little over three weeks for that. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe we should have held off on this. We could have done an unfriended, unfriended two double. <laughs> no, I'd rather not because the <laughs> dark web does not look good. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm kind of afraid to look at that one. But uh, all right, well let's uh, let's discuss ratings. I I gave this one a ninety percent. How about you, Sean? Um, you know, I'm gonna. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can go so high as a ninety, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll definitely give it a solid eighty-five. Um, a- absolutely uh, solid on it. I mean, it was it it started out as something I thought was going to be very very difficult to follow. Um, and turned into being very fun. Um, although there was a lot going on at lots of times where that took my attention away from other things I should be looking at the screen. Um, that was my really only huge complaint out of it uh, was that, <clears throat> excuse me, there was so much going on um, that, uh, like I said, you feel like you almost want to watch it five times so you can watch each little screen to see what's happening, uh, kind of piece it all together. So, uh, but, but the whole concept of it, the whole idea of it, the whole uh, the story was very good was very good um I, I i think it was acted out very well mm-hmm. um it was uh aside from the fact of they none of these people actually looked like teenagers um they they were obviously a little little older than that but uh outside of that you know that uh um i thought it was i thought it was very good okay. uh, definitely a solid 85 on it well there's a problem with the 85 it doesn't exist does it <laughs> it does not <laughs> well i knew that now <laughs> that now yeah um okay so how do i go a little lower than 90 but not (laughs) well basically the the questionnaire that i sent you each question is worth 10 points so you would probably look at it you may be 80 like for me the only thing that kept it from being 100 was um the soundtrack score It, it didn't there really wasn't a soundtrack there was no real score other other than the occasional, it would start playing the song Lies. Um, but Laura was controlling that. And it did punctuate yeah. what was happening on screen. But it wasn't anything that really drew me into it anymore. So that was the only thing that True. attracted for me. Okay. Um, so if that being the case, then uh, I guess we'll go with an 80 then. Um, being the fact I can't have my little five. <laughs> but um, uh, I still stand by what I said. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the one we pitted. And, and actually, real real quick before before we go to the movie we pitted against, this also this movie also being an incredible advertisement for Spotify, 
Apple products, uh, Skype, Facebook, <laughs> and uh, Google. Yeah, there was a lot. So of uh, they, I, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of product placement there. I really hope they got some money out of it. <laughs> well, you know, oh no, no, it's friend request. Friend request was actually uh, made for nine point nine million dollars, and it only made nine point seven. It didn't even make <laughs> unfriended was was close to that. Oh, probably even it's a little close. cheaper to make. Um, what do you think? To make uh, unfriended or to make uh, friend request? Do you, th- you uh, thinking that friend uh, unfriended was cheaper? Yeah. What do you think? I'm. I'm going to uh, agree. I'm thinking that Unfriended was probably a lot cheaper, being the fact of uh, Friend Request is more of a movie style. Yeah. Uh, where I'm sure they had to have cameras out, out and about doing things, whereas uh, uh, Friend Request was very much everyone's kind of looking into a camera. Unfriended. So Unfriended was looking into it. Unfriended. Unfriended. Sorry. Thank you. And actually, I just looked it up. It was made for $1 million. And you want to take a guess how much it made? $1 million. Let's see. Carry the five divided by the. Uh, hang on, I gotta get my toes. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess. Uh, let's say fifty. Close. Sixty-four million. Sixty-four. And that could be why we get a sequel when it made sixty-four times its budget. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Definitely very cheap to make. Yeah. Well, all you gotta do is probably the uh, actors really. Looking at the actors. Uh, not saying that they're bad. Not saying that they're bad actors. Did, did not saying that at all. Um, but they don't look like they'd be very, very expensive. Well, that's what I'm saying. Out of that million, well, I'm sorry, you got to pay editors. But I did look at this, and it is when you watch the clock on the computer screen, it is one hour and fifteen minutes. So it's almost real time. You talk about the monitor on their computer screen or the monitor on the screen you were watching it on? No, the monitor. On I never I never even I never even thought to look at that. Oh yeah. It starts at 8:50 and wraps up at 10:05. I thought that was a, a really nice little touch. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into our next one. Uh, friend request is from 2016. It's currently sitting at a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 31% Metacritic score, and also pretty high, 72% Google user. I'm going to say that those uh, 71% of people were watching it for uh, Alicia Debnam uh, Carey. Yes. Yeah. And to kind of set this one up... uh, there's a character, Laura Woodson, who's played by Alicia. Uh, she's best known for her role of Alicia on Fear the Walking Dead. Um, and it basically starts with um, Laura meets uh, Marina Mills. She's a sort of outcast that uh, through class, she's even pulling her own hair out. And this kind of gets her this moniker that she's the freak. Nobody wants to hang out with her. The only problem is Marina is kind of infatuated with Laura and watches her from afar and gets overly attached to her quickly she actually i think laura sends her a friend request is that how it starts um no mira uh, excuse me uh, mira marina? um marina thank you uh she sends her uh the friend request um and uh, that that's that's how the two of them start with um with laura kind of looking at it going oh you know she seems she seems sad she seems lonely uh but she seemed to be very artistically talented which is what kind of drew her in looking at her. Uh, um, I'm not sure if you even said Facebook. We'll assume it's Facebook. Um, uh, looking at her page, she had a lot of a whole lot of arts, uh, artsy things going on there. So she thought that, you know, she was just very quiet. Just uh, no one really liked her, kind of kept to herself. And, and but she was a very talented person, maybe just didn't know how to come out of her shell. Uh, that That's the kind of impression you kind of get from her. Yeah. Which we learn her backstory as the movie goes on and we kind of see why but the the story progresses uh, alicia's birthday's coming up uh sorry laura's birthday's coming up and um marina wants to get together with her and just kind of blows up her facebook or sorry my face space <laughs> um <laughs> blows up her her profile and alicia uh sorry laura lies to her and tells her that oh it's just going to be her and her boyfriend and her friends are all at this big party. They're all taking pictures and posting on Instagram and Face Space and all this other place. 
Marina's kind of watching it. And as she's watching these pictures roll in, she's going a little more and more crazy. She's she's losing touch and she's getting sadder um, and more upset. This leads to uh, Marina just flips her shit and ends up having a fight with her in the cafeteria, grabbing her, yelling at her, screaming at her. Um, she tries to, I guess, apologize and, and face chatter with face chats with her. Laura at this point just kind of wipes her hands and says, that's it. I've had enough and, uh, deletes her and that's, or unfriends her. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where shit pretty much goes bonkers. Marina kills herself. Laura gets that freaky message, uh, with, which is the video of the suicide. That said video gets posted to Laura's wall and she starts losing friends uh, because people think she's perpetuating this. She, she's sending this out into the universe and it's starting to come back to her. The other thing is her friends start dying pretty much just like uh, unfriended. Anything else you, you kind of want to add to that? Yeah, they're, uh, each one of them seems to die in a way that is recorded on some kind of camera um, and that uh, is then placed on uh, uh, Alicia, uh, sorry, they got me doing it, on on Laura's wall. Um, and everyone's still thinking that now she's demented and, and is posting her friends committing suicide on uh, what appears to be suicide on, on her own wall. So she keeps losing friends as the day goes, as the days go by. You, you They actually give you a, 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 a clock, excuse me, a, a countdown as to uh, how many people she had and, and how's it, how it's going down, going down, going down, going down. I think she originally starts with like 840, and by this point, by by kill number three, uh, she's down to like 70 or something like that. Um, so she's not no longer popular. Um, everybody thinks that uh, she's she's the crazy one, um, and that uh, she may had something to do with uh, 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 the the girl's death. So. Um, in doing so, she's reaching out to help. Um, her, the, the school uh, she's going to has told her uh, to take this stuff down. She can't take it down. Every time someone tries to take it down or tries to to uh, close a window or something like that, they get a little error message saying you can't do that, which oddly enough is very close to what Facebook is actually like. If you've ever tried to cancel your account, uh, it doesn't let you do it. So <clears throat> uh, taking part from real life. The other thing um, she has... The same type of type of friends. You have the techie guy. The techie guy is uh, infatuated with her. She goes to the techie guy who the boyfriend does not like because the techie guy is infatuated with her. What would say say again? I said I didn't blame the boyfriend. The the tech friend was oh way yeah too creepy. Oh, he was very creepy. He was very creepy. Uh, just the way he was uh, uh, kind of staring at her as uh, as it was going on. At first, you kind of think it's okay. They dated for a little bit, and he's kind of sad about it. But then you kind of realize that no, no, he's he's creepy. But uh, uh, he's trying to help her, uh, and in doing so, gets put on uh, the uh, the ghosts uh, list uh, for people who are going to die. Do you want me to continue, or or do you want to reveal the reveal the how how it uh, ends up? Uh, you can you can go ahead and wrap it up. Okay, I will wrap it up. <laughs> um, so as we as we're continuing, um, people are dying. Um, she's losing friends. Um, and as we go on, she discovers that, uh, or the techie guy discovers that the reason why this is happening is because the girl was a witch. Um, and she killed herself in such a fashion that she was able to get herself, uh, revenge, uh, through what's called a black mirror. And in this case, the computer was the black mirror. So that's how she gets into the computer, um, so and is able to, to stalk everybody. Um, what's that? Um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can't really do much when you're sitting on the toilet, but um, this popped into my head. <laughs> uh, do you think Marina was the star? Are you talking? No, I asked you. <laughs> I said, do you, all I heard was, "Do you think that Marina?" Do you think all, Marina? That's the last thing I heard. Was she the star, or like for me? Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. For me, when they were investigating, uh, the the witch that Marina was supposedly replicating, um, it, everything was exactly the same. The wasps, the way she committed suicide, where she committed suicide. To me, I kind of interpreted it as um, 
the witch has just been carrying on and on and on. And we actually see something similar to that at the end of the movie, which mm-hmm. I, I don't want to really want to get that. But what do you think? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. No, I, absolutely. And, and uh, I kind of go, going for what, what it is you're saying about that. It, to me, it just seems like it's a persona thing um, where it gets passed um, kind of like from mother to daughter as, as it were, maybe, um, that, uh, uh, they're possessed with this. So, uh, I, I think a better question is, um, even though that Marina had a horrible childhood and had all these horrible things happen to her, was, was she the original or was she taken and made like this, um, in, in the fashion in which, which you see towards, towards the end? Um, that, that's actually a really, really good question. Um, I, I, I wondered that myself a little bit, except I wasn't on the toilet when I thought. <laughs> well, I, I think Marina wasn't the start personally. Uh, and I, I, I think you touched on it there. She had such a rough childhood. There were certain things that affected her to the point that I think it allowed the witch to kind of take possession and lead up to her doing what she was doing. That's very that's very plausible in the way it was going. Absolutely, all right, absolutely. There were a couple of things in this that I, I really really enjoyed. Um, one of the first times you see the witch from behind, uh, I think she she comes through that that person's people uh, as the the wasps when she forms it again and she's kind of it looks like she's like ten feet tall and the camera is behind her head. The bald spot where the uh, the wasps are coming out of her head, very, very, very similar to the same bald spot that Marina had from pulling her hair up. So I like how oh, yeah. they kind of tied that together. The only thing, two things that I, I really hated about this movie, though. Do you know how many producers this movie had? <laughs> No, I, I actually didn't pay attention to that part. There were no. how, many, how many are we talking 21. about? 15? 20? I was kidding. 21 producers? 21 producers. Yes. Was this movie crowdfunded <laughs> by any chance? The... Was this an was this an Omaze contest? Like, give us $10, you're a producer on this movie? It, it had to have been. It was, it was bad. Um, wow. In my thought process... Is is like you know too many cooks in the kitchen tends to spoil the stew, and that's I think what happened here. You no, know, I will I will definitely say one thing. Uh, being being the fact of, um, and I don't know if you follow it because uh, we haven't really talked talked too much about it, but I I watch Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I, I'm a big Walking Dead fan, and uh, when this show started up, when Fear the Walking Dead started up, and she she's uh, uh, the main character Alicia in it, uh, one of the main characters Alicia in it. Um, I want to say that the show was maybe on two seasons when this movie came mm-hmm. out, when they were starting to pump the commercials for it. And I, I kind of forgot about it. I kind of forgot it even existed. Um, but I remember seeing it because uh, seeing the advertisements and in between Fear the Walking Dead going, you know, good for her. You know, she's very good on, on Fear the Walking Dead. I hope she does really, really well. Um, and seeing this, it kind of felt like she was still playing uh, Alicia um, from from Fear of the Walking Dead in a different in a different way it is kind of kind of the impression I got. Not not saying she's a one trick pony at all, but just I, I think that maybe if they were filming coincided, she kind of came off to be a little bit of the same uh, to, to to me anyway. I don't I don't know if you uh, if you took off any of that. I think that's going to be the problem. She is extremely beautiful. She's already yes. in a horror element, and it's really hard to break out of that once you've been put into it. And I think she's going to get typecast, which keeps her in that role. Okay, I can I can buy that. I can absolutely buy that. Now that being said, I hate the I uh, hate Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> if we're if we're going to touch on that real quick, well, I, I all I say is is if you watch this season, they fixed the problems. I heard that last. They season. they started fixing the problems in the end of season three and season four. The problems have been fixed. Uh, they got rid of some things that that. Apparently, we didn't know we didn't need, and uh, not not to uh, turn this into Talking Dead, but uh, uh, they uh, got rid of some things that actually we didn't really need, and then the show got better. 
the show got a lot better. Um, and then adding, um, uh, well, if people don't know by this point in time, when adding Morgan to, to this season actually really helped. And it really helped his character. But that's aside the point. That's not Fred request. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to bring that's that perfectly up. fine. Let's let's touch on Walking Dead for a second here. We're gonna have a sidebar, people. Um, okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed Walking Dead right up until Scott Gimple took over. He's made some some major changes in the last season that I think is gonna ruin the show. And it's to the point. Andrew Lincoln and Lauren Cohen are only going to be on for nine more episodes. And then they were washing their hands of it. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know where you're going with this night and I, and I agree with you. Um, we, we could be seeing the end of uh, the walking dead uh, coming up. This very well could be the last season uh, of the show, which is, which is very, very sad, which is very sad because it, 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 it has so much potential to keep on going if, if they were doing it right. And not to say that some things aren't good. There were definitely some really good elements, but then they, took some liberties in some places that maybe they yeah. shouldn't. And, and I so. like Norman Reedus, but I don't think he's going to be able to carry the show. He's Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I a thousand percent agree with that. Uh, Daryl's mm-hmm. great. He is great. He's a great character. But how is your main character going to be 90% silent and brooding the entire yeah. time? You know, that's, that's one of his traits is, oh, Daryl's upset. How can you tell he's breathing? You know, so uh, him to be the... The, basically the main guy the, it not to say he can't he can't uh talk i mean he he had that other show on on uh on amc that uh motorcycle show uh he talked all the time you know he, uh, clearly he can do that uh, he has other movies where where he's very very good at but this character i don't know if this character can can lead exactly. the show i think the downfall started with scott gimple and now that he's kind of ruined the walking dead He's moved over to fear the walking dead. So it's only a matter of time. And they've already started killing off major characters there as well. So, but some of the characters they killed off, um, is what I think actually made the show better. Uh, starting, starting with season mm-hmm. three, um, uh, Travis, for example, that's when I stopped, uh, Travis, that really, that that's when I got excited because I didn't realize that I didn't need Travis until Travis was gone. And then I, and it's nothing against the, against the actor at all. He's, he was good for what, for what he, what he did, but the character itself, I didn't need. And, and his son, I didn't need that character, Chris. I, I just did not I need him either. And when they were gone, it, the show picked up for me. Maybe I'll look for his death scene. That's really all I need to see. Figure as much as I enjoyed him being gone, I'd remember how he died. I think it had something to do with those, the guys that he hooked up with. Giggity. I think they they kind of they kind of uh, uh, put him in a situation where he kind of got left for dead. Good, good. Well, let's bring it back to the the friend movies. Yep. What uh, what rating did you give Friend Request? In increments of ten. Ah, <laughs> uh, increments of ten. Um, increments of ten. Uh, I'm gonna uh, being the fact of um, I'm a horrible human being and I didn't fill out these sheets. Um, so I, I did very, very poor planning. But like I said, work was very stressful and horrific in its own right. So um, uh, I'm going to just go off the cuff and say that it gets a 50 uh, flat out. Um, I, I really enjoyed the other one more, um, which when we started this, if you remember when you said these are the movies we're doing, and I, I started watching Unfriended, and I couldn't get past the first six minutes. It drove me crazy. Uh, and you said, no, no, no. Do it again. Like, watch it again. Once you get to this, it'll uh, believe me, trust me, is what, is what you said. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you were right. Once I got past that, I was fine. And I, I ended up enjoying that movie a lot more than this one. This one, um, uh, as, as much as I like uh, Alicia uh, uh, Demnum Carey, um, I couldn't I, I couldn't do any, any better. Yeah, than that. she was what really kind of made me want to watch the movie and i've actually seen this one three times now um i watched it once before we even discussed uh that this was going to be an episode then it was recommended to us from i want to say it was larissa from our uh twitter page um she recommended putting these two films together and i thought it was a fantastic idea 
So I went ahead and watched it and I put all my reviews and everything together. Um, Tried to to hook up with Ian to get this recorded, but Ian's got a severely hectic life going on right now. So when you expressed interest in uh, doing the the podcast with me, I said, fantastic. We'll we'll start it with the friend stuff because, you know, we're friends. For me, I gave it a 70% uh, because based off the questionnaire, the only things that detracted from it, I didn't empathize with and I was not emotionally invested in any of the main characters whatsoever. I didn't care who lived or who died, really. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I kind of. I kind of was like, just let's just kill everybody uh, from from about yeah. ten minutes in. Let's yeah, exactly. Uh, the other the other one that detracted from it was, um, did you resist the temptation to look at your phone? No, I many times through all view all three few viewings. I would grab my phone and open up Final Fantasy, Brave XVS, and play a little bit. Or um, something would happen on screen, and I'd be like, oh, I wonder what that was about, and actually look it up, not wait till the end of the movie. You know, So that that did it for me. And again, the soundtrack score, it didn't heighten my emotional experience or complement the film in any way. And it seemed like they kept reusing a lot of the same music, and it just... It felt cheap and wooden. And I'm going to touch on the one thing we did not cover, which mm-hmm. is very, very important to the to this movie, and that was uh, the two police officers in this movie, the two detectives, um, <laughs> uh, Detective uh, Cameron and Officer Dem- Dempsey. Dempsey is that, that his name? Uh, played by actor Nicholas Pauling. Um, now, this movie, being what it is, okay, not a comedy at all. Like this movie really has zero to be funny about. It's supposed to be a a, a thriller horror type movie. Um, no no comedy. In walks Nicholas Pauling as as Officer uh, Dempsey. I, I think it's saying it's cutting off, but um, dropping jokes where there's no room for the jokes, and even it almost feels like even the people on screen kind of stare at him, going, "Really, really." You're you're gonna really you're doing that now that this is, and every scene you see him in, he had had something almost trying to be funny to say, like he was a comic relief. Again, nothing against <laughs> Nicholas Pauling. Uh, he played the character the way that the character was written, um, but that character not needed, not needed at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that was that was probably the the big, <laughs> biggest problem I have with the entire movie was every time he showed up, I was like, really, what are we what are we going for this time? I actually didn't like either of those characters. I thought they were both yeah. useless. They, 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 were. they weren't progressing the story in any way. Uh, they didn't add anything to the story. Um, as a matter of fact, I think it was a big det- distraction from the story. So I, I didn't like either one. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, but the, the main, the main problem I had was the, was the very, very bad trying to throw humor into something that had no humor <laughs> in whatsoever. whatsoever. All right. Well, that was our two movies. So, which one do you think came out on top? Uh, came out on top. I'm still going with uh, uh, Unfriended. Fantastic, and I totally agree. I think Unfriended was the uh, the better of the two, especially with only a one million dollar budget. I think they pulled it I off. I think it was great. Yeah, they they absolutely pulled it off with the with the amount of money that they had and the amount of money they ended up making. And um, I'm sorry, I'll probably end up watching uh, the sequel. Um, whether we whether we talk about it or not, but now I kind of I'm kind of curious as to what else where else they're going with this. If they're going to stick with the same format, or if they're uh, if they're going to uh, try to try to movie it up, as it were. Um, I'm kind of curious. Just to, uh, even if they see if they even touch on the first movie, to even say like uh, these are things that happened once, or maybe um, new a new group of kids are looking things up online and finding stuff that maybe happened to these people. You know that that kind of piques my interest a little bit to see if there's any connection. Well, I, I did see in the trailer there were some parts that look like they're using the live stream um, so they can actually go out and be on the street and things like that. So we are going to get extra areas, which could add to it. I, I don't know. I, I'm afraid to see it. I, it. The trailer didn't make it look that great. There, there's other movies coming out this year that I'm really excited for. Slenderman. Uh, well, we, there was another horror. Meg. I'm only looking forward to because I'm a Jason Statham fan. Um, ah, yeah. But that, that's pretty much about it. All right. Well, you know, have have you listened to any of the other episodes before? 
I did. I, I listened to a, a couple of them. Um, uh, usually, usually driving in the car because I, I um, it's usually when I listen to all my podcasts in the morning on, on my way to work. So yeah, I've got a few I listen to on my way to work and on the way home. A um, couple of favorites. So you know how I how we end our episodes, right? Um, enjoy your burrito. Oh, that's Chris Hardwick. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's not that one. Um, why, why don't you uh, go ahead and go ahead and uh, uh, tell me and pretend pretend I don't know. Ah, yep. <laughs> we are gonna have a game. All right, Chris. Today's game is Facebook, Twitter, or MySpace. All right. Essentially, what we're gonna do. I've got five questions. Um, it all deals with one of these social media platforms. Um, I'll ask the question. You have to tell me if it's Facebook, Twitter, or MySpace. You ready? I am ready. All right. Question one. Originally, it limited you to 140 characters and was in- increased in 2017 to 280. I don't have a buzzer. I need a buzzer. I feel like I really mm-hmm. should have a buzzer or a kazoo. One of the two. Um, I'm going to go with Twitter. Good job. Yep, it was Twitter. All right, question two. It allowed you to fully customize your profile, right down to music and layout. That is uh, definitely going to be MySpace. All right, two for two. Okay, I, you're I, doing well. I know my nineteen. Oh, excuse me, my two thousands internet. <laughs> How long has this thing been around? Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> all right, question three. Dubbed the king of all social media platforms, it actually has over one point six billion monthly users. Monthly users, not daily users. Monthly users. Um, see, this is where it could be a trick question. Now, obviously, you want to say one thing. I'm not going to say it because you may you may jump in with with what it is. Um, but I almost want to say something else. So I'm I'm going to assume it's not a trick question and say Facebook. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I downloaded extra sound effects for when you got things wrong, and so far I haven't gotten to use any of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll try to I'll try to do worse. Um number four. This is actually the number one platform for adding your uh, or following your favorite um celebrity, writer, brand, things like that. Um what is Twitter, Alex? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. This may be the one that I get to use this. The final question, number five, it launched in 2003, right along with High Five, Skype, and Zing. <laughs> Two of those things, I don't even know what they are. Um, <laughs> 2003, 2003, um, I'm, you, you very well could be uh, using that sound. I'm going to have to go with uh, Facebook again. No, no. It was actually MySpace. 2003. Wow. Okay. Not bad. You got 80%. You got four out of five for it. That's better than most uh, most I've done and I did in high school. So, yay me. (laughs) All right, guys. I want to thank Chris for being on the show. Hopefully, we'll have many, many more episodes with him. What do you think, Chris? You want to come back and do this again? Absolutely. I think think this was a very good, uh, uh, in my head, I'm going to call this a pilot. Um, and, uh, uh, we'll definitely get a little bit more used to doing this and, and figuring out the, uh, technology and, and, and little things that we're seem to be having little issues, uh, issues with. Um, I know that I was hearing the same thing you started hearing earlier, which is a little robot sound. Um, and then <laughs> flat out just didn't hear you at, at some points in time. So, uh, I definitely want to give this another shot and see if we can get better at it. Fantastic. As a matter of fact, uh, probably our next episode was actually recommended to us by Chris, uh, I wanted to start a, a series of reviews called Then and Now, and we take an original movie and pit it against the remake and see exactly where one succeeds, the other one fails, things like that. So our next possible episode will be Evil Dead. So I believe it was 1981, 
and 2014? I think so. 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. Um, but we're going to pit those two movies against each other, and hopefully we'll have uh, Chris back for that one. Be very glad to do it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, guys, don't forget you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, um, coming soon to Patreon. I did check out MySpace again, and I don't <laughs> think we're going to go there again. I, I don't know. I may open one up there. But Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are where you can find us right now. So hopefully we'll see you on there. Let us know how you uh, like the show. Leave a review for us on uh, Google. And don't forget to check out the website. All right, guys. Have a good night.